Welcome to the Real Immunity Podcast, where we'll dig deeper into the concepts from the Real Immunity film series. Learn more at realimmunity.org. Hello, everybody. It's Courtney. And before I bring in my conversation with Scylla on her medical update, I just wanted to let everybody know that she was in Mexico for this conversation and the sound isn't great in certain areas. So please forgive us for that. And we are going to be having Scylla back really soon for another podcast. So please stay tuned. She is very excited to go into the deeper details about her healing journey that I think you guys are going to really appreciate. But for now, she's updating everybody um, in regards to her medical journey and the medical side of things. And I'll just go ahead and without further ado, cut right into our conversation. Thanks for being with us. Okay, we're back and I'm just going to hand it right over to Scylla right now to go ahead and fill you in. Thank you, Courtney. And I think most people are interested in just the physical steps of what I've been going through. So for this podcast, I'm just going to tell the medical facts. And then the next podcast, I'll go into my response, my reaction, my thoughts, my philosophy, my feelings, all of that. But I'm just going to go through the medical facts because people are asking lots of questions about what it, what's going on. What did you have done? What is it? So I can't remember where we left off, but when I got back from Arkansas thinking I had CRPS, I had the MRI, I found I had a nine centimeter tumor that was encasing my brachial plexus. And that's a bundle of nerves in the right shoulder that give uh, motor neurons and sensory neurons to the arm and hand. So I had severe neurological pain, pain in my arm and no function. I still have no function. I cannot lift my arm higher than my waist. So we began to pray for direction at that point. And I did make an appointment with a neural uh, oncologist, but in the middle of it, my husband's mother died and we needed to deal with a funeral and all of that. And in our prayers for direction, we found a group in Mexico that specializes in stage four cancers because clearly I had gone from stage one four years ago to stage four. So we came to Tijuana and met with this wonderful team. It's about five doctors, oncologists, radiologists, um, a medical coordinator. Um, some of them are professors at the university. They're top in their field. There was a pain specialist. All of them, I was in quite severe pain when I got here, was not able to sleep at all. And I arrived on a Sunday night 
Monday, I was given CT scans, and those scans go through the radiologist with recommendations to the U.S., where they double-check, give more recommendations. They come back to a physicist here in Mexico. The physicist sets up the radiology sessions, so it's triple-checked. And that night, I started radiology. So I had 10 radiology treatments. And Dr. Vargas feels that 10 treatments, the first two stop all replication of tumor cells. After that, they start dying. So I had those 10 sessions. No skin burns, no uh, reactions other than my esophagus was burned because they also radiated my sternum and my cervical spine where I had extensive bone metastasis. So this burn to my esophagus is what's causing my hoarseness and pain in my throat. So he then did more CT scans to determine lungs, liver, any other major organs. My lungs are clean. I had what he saw two lesions in the liver and chose 10 more radiology treatments now on a second field he was done with this field and he went to my abdominal field that included liver sacrum hips lower spine and extensive metastasis in all of those bones so those 10 treatments, he reduced to nine. And tomorrow is my last treatment. And I will go home on Friday. On He did find two lesions in my liver. So yesterday, I went and had ultrasound done to my liver and a process called Conexus. This was devised in China. They identified the liver, they put a needle in and put in interferon. Interferon is a natural agent our body produces whenever we're ill. If you get a cold or the flu, your body produces interferon, makes a fever, inflammation to fight it. So they injected monster amounts of interferon into a lesion in my liver. The second lesion they could not find. So they're not sure if the radiation reduced it or what. But one lesion was enough and it will go through the entire liver. The procedure was easy, but afterwards I had a reaction that was like having the flu times 100. Headache, fever, achiness for about eight hours. We have a response. It was a immune response. So four weeks later, I will return and they will ablate that lesion in the liver. And that's a surgical procedure where they either burn it or cut it out or melt it or some, somehow remove that lesion in the liver. 
He said that the radiation on the two fields will continue to work for eight weeks after I'm done. And that by those eight weeks, there will be no lesions in those bones that were radiated. So that's good. But he suspects lesions in other bones, which he couldn't do all my bones at once. It's too much radiation. So when I come back in four weeks, they'll ablate the lesion in my liver and do some more checking. And then he has some other ideas to keep me in remission from the other bone metastasis. So the goal is remission. His success rate is very, very high. He's had people in remission for as long as 27 years. Some are shorter, of course, but he's got a good track record. And this is what impressed me the most about Dr. Vargas. I mentioned to him every method I learned during those four years from my first diagnosis, parasites, pH level, diet, fasting, keto, ozone, coffee enemas, mistletoe, everything. I have a list as long as my arm. He not only knew the measures, he knew the people who devised them. He was friends with Hulda Clark, who was a chemist, and she was the proponent of parasites. And he explained to me how he knew them, when it was done, what the success stats were, why they didn't work, and why he did not use those methods. And I was very, very, very impressed because this is my world. And my biggest question was, why didn't everything that I used work? And he gave me his answer to that which is what I will share in the next podcast. So remind me when we start the next podcast. But I just wanted people to know that his prognosis is very good. He's very optimistic. I'm going home on Friday and I'll rest and continue to heal at home. And I feel confident that my prayers were answered. I feel that he saved my life. He totally saved my life. And I need to decide how my life is best used going forward. So I wanted people to know that because above all, I feel a great deal of love for all the people that I work with and all the people who have held me up in prayer and support and things are supportive and have held me together. And I'm grateful for all of the prayers that have gone out. So I just want to thank everyone from the bottom of my heart. And I'll give another update soon. And just remind me to pick up where we left off. Yeah, that's great, Scylla. 
and some of the audio did uh, cut out here and there, but I think we got the main gist of what's what's going on, how you're doing, what the next steps are, and we'll be back. We'll follow up. So it's got a lot to share. So thank you guys for listening. Do you have anything else, Sula, you want to add? Are you good? I think so. Just deep appreciation, gratitude to be alive and for all the prayers that have gone up on my behalf because they've supported me. Yeah, thank, thank you, you guys so much. Thanks for praying. Thank you to everybody who's uh, donated to um, Sula's fundraiser for her health care costs. And um, we really just appreciate the, the support. Sula's doing great. And yeah, we'll be back. Okay. Thanks, Courtney. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for joining us for our podcast. You can go to realimmunity.org to learn more about health, homeopathy, and homeoprophylaxis, and to watch the Real Immunity film series.